This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino uh, back with you and I am uh, so excited for uh, today's interview because we are going to be talking with a woman who has been uh, by popular demand requested to come on and talk about her survivor experience. Please welcome Cassidy Clark. Cassidy, how are you? Hi Rob, um, I'm doing I'm doing good. Honestly, it's really great to be here with you. I feel like, you know, I watched this podcast. So I watched so many hours of this podcast, whether it was, you know, yours or, um, why blank lost or purple pants. So I, uh, have spent many hours listening to this podcast. And so it's just an honor to be here. And, um, I think especially getting to do a deep dive with you, I think that that, um, that is in, you know, an indicator of like, I did something in the game. Like I made a mark. I mean, it's, 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 kind of more of a medium dive but uh like we we do what we can okay Cassidy yeah. but I, I'm yeah. so happy to uh have you here and uh first off let me comment on uh you are wearing a buff uh and so I think that that is a first I don't think that I've ever interviewed a player after the game wearing a buff I know somebody might correct me but this is uh, history today you oh, my it again. oh my god amazing I'm so excited yeah I had to I was panicking about what to wear and I was like you know what why not just rock what I wore in the game all the way to the bitter end you know yeah I think that maybe could you let people know how big of a survivor super fan are you I mean I've literally watched this show since I could form memories like when I was four years old it came on and my parents sat us all down and we watched it as kids. And then I never stopped watching it throughout my entire life. So every single year I was like a dedicated survivor fan. Um, and I always wanted to play. Right. But I, you know, I was kind of waiting until I was old enough. I was praying it would still be on air by that time. And then, um, yeah, so I, I was just kind of waiting for my chance and I had, a, I had a feeling like a good feeling that I might be able to actually play one day, but it still, crazy and surreal that I had the honor to play and that I'm here with you today. So, um, yeah, huge, huge fan from, from the beginning and until the end. Okay. I know we have a lot to get to and we don't have a ton of time, uh, real quick, everything since survivor going well. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. I'm working right now on building my small business. So I'm excited about that. I'm going back to school, um, finishing up with that. So yeah, it's just been, Spin chill. You know, I just got to go on a little trip for my birthday. Oh, very uh, nice. Texas, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. 
So, Cassidy, you were uh, obviously, um, you know, uh, cast for Survivor 43, but that was uh, not your first potential uh, window to go to Fiji, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I had a similar story to Jesse. I was cast you were in on. A gang. Yes. Yeah. To, to PhD to no, yeah. I'm not that. I, but um, I, you know, we actually had our finals week together in 2019, and we both got cast on 41, right? And I was a week away from leaving. I was so excited. Had total imposter syndrome the same way he did. But um, I was. I mean, yeah, I was a week away, and we got the call about the, you know the trip being canceled because of the pandemic. And then I spent the next year just like hoping that we could figure something out. We'd get back out there. And then by the time they did figure everything out, they had kind of changed the cast around and I was taken off the cast. So that was super devastating for me. I, um, you know, I had like a tiny little bit of hope that was given to me by the casting director, but it wasn't much to go off of. But I knew that like, if I wanted to get back on the show, like I had to get, back in, in the right mindset. And so, you know, I spent some time preparing and just getting excited about the show, started watching 41, even though it was really hard for me. And then I re-auditioned for 43 and I got cast back on the show. So at that point I was like, you know, this, this isn't, um, this wasn't a fluke. Like I'm meant to play the game. You know, I got on twice and this is like my second chance as well. And I saw it in the same light. I was like, I'm not wasting this chance. And I worked out really hard. Um, you know, just studied the game super hard and I prepared as much as I could. I was way more prepared the second time going in. So it all kind of happened how it was meant to. But um, obviously at the time I didn't know that, but it's so, yeah, kind of did a you, bit of a roller coaster. Sure. Cassie, did you have a survivor role model coming in? Um, I had, I mean, there's, I have a lot of survivor role models, right? Cause I've been with it from the beginning, but there was a lot of, you know, strong female players that I really looked up to in the game. Um, you know, like poverty. Um, I, 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 I was, it's funny. I actually look back and I have a lot in common with Amanda. Um, like just like the different stuff that we've done, the different jobs and all this. Like, so I, I kind of look back that, at that after I played the game and I was like, Whoa, that's kind of crazy. But I looked up to her, um, there, you know, just, gosh, I love, like, this is not necessarily someone who I was going to emulate my game after because we're so different, but like, I loved Christian. I actually got to hang out with him the other, uh, day. So that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, gosh, I mean, there's so many, like, there's Andrea, you know, there's so many amazing, but I did look up to a lot of women, um, in the show. And yeah. so, yeah, there's okay. so many, so many in my head. Okay. Uh, I, I was curious cause you know, you had this famous quote, uh, that you say in the first episode of the show, you said, I, I want to play like a Fox clever and cunning. I want to outmaneuver people. I want to be, uh, be sneaky. I don't want to play a loud in your face game because a lot of times women can't get away with that the same way that men can. Uh, and it's interesting because, I mean, uh, you too kind of called your shot for, you know, the game plan that you had for the game. And, you know, uh, you kind of, you know, stuck to your guns. Uh, it was also prophetic, uh, the, you know, uh, you know, prediction you made about uh, the results of that game. But yeah. I just, I think that's so interesting that, you know, had this game plan and you did stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, because I knew based off of like my personality and my um, my strengths and my weaknesses, like that was the game that was going to give me the best chances of getting to the end. And um, and I, I saw like I saw a path to the end. I really did like with that strategy and I tried to um, embrace it as much as I could. But I think obviously it ended up biting me a little bit in the end because um, I didn't have those big flashy moves on my resume to to talk to the jury about but at the same time, like, how do you make big flashy moves without getting an idol or an advantage? Right. So I, I had to figure out how to play the game, play the game without either of those, how to make moves without either of those. So I made a, a lot of really, I don't want to say they're small, but like smart, like calculated moves to get myself to the end. But none of them were super flashy in your face. And I worked a lot with with other people in the, in the moves that I made. So. Yeah, it was. Um, but I mean, it it worked for me. Like it got me to the end. And um, I'm not sure how much like what else I could have done or done differently for the outcome to have been, you know, me winning. I think if I had played differently, I might not have gotten to the end. So um, I, I stayed true to like myself and to how I wanted to play the game. And, um, you know, I 
I did the best that I could, I think at the end of the day and just wasn't quite enough, but it was close, you know, and I'm proud of that. Can you tell us a little bit about life at Coco? I feel like that from a lot of the scenes uh, that we saw, you know, uh, I feel like that you were sort of like uh, really pushing like, you know, uh, like go Coco vibes uh, in terms of like, you know, okay, this is like we're building a community here uh, with something that you said. And I felt like that you really like were kind of pushing positivity about Coco. Uh, is, Is that the way that you saw it? I think at the time, yes, because we had, we just meshed so well at the beginning. Um, I remember the first day on Coco, we all sat in the water and shared a little bit about ourselves. And it was just, we just had such a bond already as a tribe. And, um, you know, and then we won a couple and that kind of brought us together even more. And I think that we just, we all really liked each other at first, you know, and then you're living with people 24 seven, right. And you're starting to get on each other's nerves a little bit about your different habits. And then you're also trying to play the game. So you're trying to, you know, get yourself in a good situation and to be in a good situation in the game, there has to be people outside of that, that you can vote out. Right. So so you start like turning on each other internally um, before we ever had a chance to externally do that. And that can cause tension as well. So the first few days were great while we were winning and we really did enjoy each other's company and all that. But, um, you know, as as it happens, like just time went on and there wasn't really much we could do. Um, so because we weren't going to tribal, so we did start grading on each other's nerves a little bit. Um, so it didn't stay that way for long, but at first it was a really great experience. Like I was terrified going in that I would just, I wouldn't get along with anybody or nobody was going to like me, or it was just going to be like crazy off the bat. And it really wasn't like that. It was pretty enjoyable. So that was a cool way to kind of, you know, get into the game. But it obviously didn't last very long. We saw in the show uh, that I think it looked like from what we saw on television that it seemed like that Lindsay was the first one to connect with James. We saw a lot of Carla working with James. But mm-hmm. was it actually were you and James actually the tightest duo on Coco? I from my point of view, I would say yes, um, because me and James formed an alliance the first day. And we were like, we are an unlikely pair. People may not see us, you know, coming. And so let's look out for each other. Let's have each other's backs. Like, I will tell you if anybody brings up your name, you tell me, like, we will have each other's backs. And we really formed that bond early on. And we're like each other's day ones. And, um, and so, you know, the whole time when I was playing the game, I was forming bonds with other people. Like I had an alliance with Ryan. I had an alliance with um, Carla and Lindsay, but then I was also super close with James. And the whole time I was like wanting to move forward with James specifically. But then I started growing, you know, getting closer with Carla and with Lindsay too. And we kind of became a a foursome. So, um, but like me and James always kept that, that um, tight bond going into, into the merge and all that. Um, But I mean, yeah, I would ask James for sure. But I think I think me and James both agree that we were probably the tightest. But, you know, it was so early on that. Yeah. A big part of your story in the pre-merge was that there seemed to be some friction between the duo of Gio and Ryan and yourself. Uh, And I feel like that in like the exit interviews, I'd ask some questions about uh, what, you know, what, what was going on there? Why did, why, why did, what was their beef with uh, Cassidy about things? And other than that, Geo wanted to chop something up differently uh, than you. I, I never really got like a straight answer of like what the issue was with those guys. Yeah, I think Geo had mentioned in one of his interviews that it was about the cassava thing. And then ever since then, we kind of just didn't get along. But that wasn't the case for me. I actually, I, I was open to having alliances with everybody, right? And I talked to everybody on the first day because I didn't want to be left behind. I wanted to be in the core alliance from the beginning. So I had careful conversations, you know, strategic conversations with everybody. And, um, but once, and so I taught, you know, I was talking strategy with John, uh, Gio and Ryan at the beginning and with Lindsay and everyone else. But, um, I think on day two, I, I ended up getting my moon time, which is what I call my period. Right. And I got a, like a little bit of a headache that day. It was like at night, we're by the fire. We're just chilling. Um, it's like not interfering with anything with camp life or anything. I just had like a little bit of a headache. So I didn't want to eat this like breadfruit that we had found. It's like really sweet. It's almost like sugar cane. You can't really eat it, but you can. And it, I was like, I had a headache. So I was like, you know, I'm good. I don't really want to I just have a little bit of a headache. Right. 
that's it. That's the only way in which it affected me. And the next day, um, well, I guess to preference this, so me and Gio would have conversations and he would say stuff to me like, we're the weakest on the tribe. We need to protect each other. And I'm like, well, first of all, like, speak for yourself. I do not feel like the weakest on the tribe. But um, he would say stuff like that. And then I find out that the next day after I mentioned I had a headache, he was telling people like, oh my God, Cassidy's already like weak. She already has a headache. Like, she doesn't want to eat the food we got. And I'm pretty sure I found that the red fruit. Uh, she don't eat the food. Like, you know, so he threw me under the bus and was like trying to, trying to, and I get it. I mean, cause he felt like he was the smallest guy and he was probably on the chopping block in the beginning. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. Um, but it, so what he would have these conversations, like we need to protect each other. And then he would go and throw me under the bus. So after that happened, I had to go up to him, to Ryan, to James, all the guys and be like, Hey, I I'm on my period. Um, I'm fine. I had a headache. Sometimes I get a headache the first day. All good. And of course, when he found that, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I, you know, I didn't know and whatever. Um, so I was like, man, am I about to be voted out literally because I'm a woman? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but so that was kind of what made put me off to Geo, right? And I didn't really trust him after that. And then I, um, I would still talk to Ryan, talk, talk strategy with him. And I, you know, I wanted to kind of play the middle as much as I could. So I was strategizing with Ryan and fake strategizing with Gio. And then, um, I started getting closer with Lindsay and, um, Carla and James. And so, and I just felt like they were strategically, um, like-minded and I, I could actually work with them long-term. Whereas with Ryan and Gio, I didn't really trust them. And I didn't know like if they would screw up the game somehow, like strategically, cause they did, I just didn't feel like they were on the same um, wavelength as me and the kind of game I wanted to play. So that pushed me for away from geo and we were already targeting geo from the beginning, I guess. So, um, it wasn't like that big of a deal, but we just kind of started getting on each other's nerves. And what bothered me about the cassava thing was that I found the cassava. Like I, I fed our tribe for days with the cassava and, um, and I just wanted to chop it differently one time, just like, cause we were eating it like in these big sticks, like day after day. And it was kind of getting old. So I was like, let's make like a, like, um, what are those breakfast potatoes? Like, let's just chop them up and like, it'll be fun, you know, mm-hmm. different shape. Maybe it'll feel different. Um, but then he was like, just being kind of like, uh, territorial about the whole cutting up. The, and I was like, I found this dude. What? Cassie, this is survivor. The people at home listening, like, oh, would they fight about vegetable? I mean, that's the half of the discussion you have out there. Yeah. Literally like all you're talking about is food and cook the rice uh, this way. What are you doing? Like, go yeah. ahead. that's as old as a uh, survivor gets. Exactly. Um, Especially when you're, you know, you're not, you're not going to tribal. So it's just day after day of, of this kind of same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when Lindsay ends up on the chopping block here, uh, that I don't remember you uh, them really going to you in the episode for how you felt, but you're like, hey, we got these two guys, Gio and Ryan. What are we doing voting out Lindsay? Yeah. So the thing with the Lindsay vote, I I think I I feel bad about this now because I love Lindsay. She's an incredible person. Who doesn't? Yeah, I know. Um, but I think I kind of I brought up Lindsay's name first. Um And this was definitely risky for me because I knew that Carla was getting closer to Lindsay. I would see them go off. I mean, us three would have conversations a lot, but I'd see them go off and I didn't know how close they were, but I started getting nervous about her because she was like, really like, you know, she was a hard play. She was a good player. She was playing hard from the beginning. She was like, wanted to go through Gio's bag or she had already done it. She wanted to like look for the idol with me. And at the time I didn't know like, she was trying to include me in this, but I thought maybe is she trying to incriminate me in case she gets, like, I just didn't know. And I was like, this is like kind of to already be like, let's go look for the idol. It just, it made me nervous. And so I brought it up to Carla knowing that it was a risk that I, you know, she could be closer to Lindsay than she feels to me. And she might go run and tell Lindsay and then I'm screwed. But I felt like it was worth the risk because I was, I, I wasn't sure I wanted to go to the merge with her. Um, I did, I definitely trusted her more than Gio, but at that point I was like, you know, if I can put one other, another person, um, on the pecking order that, you know, hopefully will keep me farther away from being voted out. Right. And so I brought it up with Carla and, and luckily she agreed and she was like, yeah, I feel nervous about her too. And I think that kind of, that was that moment where me and Carla really, uh, strengthen our alliance together. And so, uh, Carla was already on or. Lindsay was already on our minds from that point on, but we wanted to vote her out maybe second, not definitely not first. Right. And, um, cause we trusted Gio the least and Lindsay was still like, I don't know. I just, I felt like she gave, she provided more to the tribe. 
So that was kind of my thought. But then, and I had told Ryan that day when we were voting Geo, I had told him like, it's Lindsay, we're voting Lindsay, right? And I took that risk on as well um, because it was going to be Geo, but I didn't want him. I, I still was in an alliance with him. And so mm-hmm. I was just trying to play both sides, right? But then I would go to a confessional and I'm gone for like an hour. And then apparently the, the plan changes to Lindsay last minute. I'm just like, like, why? Like, what's going on? And, um, and James, like, wouldn't really give me a straight answer. And I don't even think he really knew personally at the time. But um, they, it had just changed and we were about to leave. And so I was like, okay, like, I mean, as long as it's not me, it's the first vote we're going to. So I just don't want it to be me. But I didn't understand why we were kind of screwing up this plan we had had in motion for like nine days. So... That was kind of like what happened with the Lindsay vote. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't fully aware at the time of what had happened. I found out after, but yeah, I still didn't know if it was a great reason to turn it on her, but yeah. One last thing with uh, Coco before that we get to uh, the merge was that you, you had to endure um, this story from Ryan, uh, which I went back and watched and it is like very laughable. Uh, like what you are listening to from him about how he says that he threw the challenge, but in, uh, then is telling you all that, Oh, look, I blew it. So look, I don't want anybody. I don't want you to have to worry. So everybody can just vote me out of the tribe. And you're like, is this, guy, this is for real. Come on, come on. What are, what are yeah. we doing here? Uh, and then geo goes to go to Shipwheel Island. And then you are still are saying like, Hey, the, the geo could have an advantage. Why don't we vote out Ryan? Um, did you feel like that you got a satisfactory answer as to why are we voting out Geo in this spot? Yeah. So what happened with that was, you know, first of all, we we thought that Geo and Ryan were looking for idols the entire time. Like they would always go off and look for papayas and would come back with like two in like two hours, right? Or something like that. So, and they were just going off so much that we were like, there's no way they're not looking for idols. They'd already become a super tight duo. So I, I didn't, I there was no reason for me not to believe that they might have an idol. Right. And then, um, Gio goes to the triple Island and I'm like, Oh great. Like he, now he could have another advantage. Like he could have an idol that's only good for this tribal. He could have a steal about like any, any number of things that could turn back on me. And I was the target of their Alliance. So like, if I didn't know for sure what was going on, like it was, it was just a huge risk because if he got something that he was going to play that night and he thought the votes were going on him, and he played it for himself or something like it would just be me going home. Whereas he probably wouldn't suspect us voting Ryan out because Ryan's strong. He, you know, we needed for challenges. But the truth was, you know, we were starting to get closer to the merge. And I was like, I just don't see why it's just not a risk. Like, it's not worth the risk. Right. At the, at the time. But then this is something that didn't get caught on camera um, because like a camera actually wasn't following me at this time. But I, when Gio got back, I went and followed him and Ryan because they went off to look for papayas and I went and followed them. And um, I went out deep into the forest and then I hear them coming back. And so I ducked down this other path and on our island, the grass was really tall. So I ducked down this path and I hide, crouched down in the grass and I hear them coming back and they're like, um, you know, maybe there's not even an idol, an idol on this island. Like we've literally looked everywhere, like exactly the information I was looking for, they gave to me as they're walking by and they're like, yeah, there must not even be an idol here. So I was like, okay, great. They don't have the idol. I feel much better now, but, wow. um, you're like Tony. Then, yeah, literally. And it was like, it was cool. Cause I, I like, I wish it had gotten caught on camera because I just got the exact information I needed. But at the same time, I don't know if I would have been able to hide the same way I did with like all the cameras following me. Right. So, and I even remember as they're walking by me, they're like, should we go look down here? And I'm like, Oh my God, like they might come. So I like pull my pants down, not all the way, like not my underwear, but just my pants. And I was like crouching down just to pretend like I was peeing or something. Cause like, in case I got caught. Um, and then the other one was like, no, like we have to go to tribal soon. So let's just go back. And so I, I got away with it. But, um, so I knew they didn't have the idol. Right. And I think right before that, um, either before or after this, uh, Carla came and told me that Gio had knowledge is power. Um, because like, as soon as he, he got back, he, like he, he showed her the advantage she had. And so she comes up to me and I was nervous, right? Rightfully so. And I was talking to her and James about it. And then she was like, don't worry. Like he has a knowledge is power. So we're, you know, we're good. And I'm like, okay, thank God. Like he's, he's not going to use that tonight. There's nobody even knows about an idol and they clearly don't have one. So, um, after those two bits of information were given or after I figured those two things out, I was like, okay, we're good. Like, yeah, let's vote geo. And I was very confident going into, for the most part, going into tribal, 
but um but yeah so that's kind of how that shook out um but the whole like story the whole right like that was just and once i felt safe like that was just so funny to me especially at tribal he was just really like he, he was just driving it like he's just driving it so far home it was like it seemed like jeff was even getting a little uh, like all right come on really for real is this real we're really saying this it was just like why are you being acting like you're being so noble about this Mm -hmm. when it's a lie like it was just so funny to me and um that was definitely a really satisfying vote i would say um especially because all that happened and especially because i knew he was lying the whole time and and that was part of the reason why i didn't want to work with ryan long term is because i Mm -hmm. saw that like he wasn't necessarily like the most strategic person in the world and i was worried that would somehow screw up our plans in the future right and like you know you saw not the best acting skills but Cass, and you said that i'm the one that put the blanks in your gun (laughs) i i have the bullets yeah I'm so glad they showed that. That was really funny. Um, that was a great, great ending to that whole, that whole, uh, day and, and vote. And yeah. And especially because Gio went home, right? If I had gone home, I would have just looked like an idiot, but yeah, it worked out. So lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Let's get into talking about uh, the individual portion of the game. And you're going to be vulnerable uh, at this first vote. And, you know, uh, you're sort of like in the middle of things. Uh, a lot of the conversations that are going on uh, because you are up for the vote. You're one of the first people we see talking with ellie about uh, she's saying okay well like uh, how about code let's let's do cody uh meanwhile she's working to try to you know split votes against you and, and james did you suspect something was up with ellie yeah so what was complicated about ellie was you know when all the women we had had a whole day together once we merged before this challenge to all get to know each other and the women had come together at some point because in the um Maybe it was after this challenge, but at some point Jeff had mentioned like there's a historical number of women getting voted out of the game. And so that was kind of fresh in our minds and all the women got together and were like, we need to protect each other. I was definitely like spearheading that. I was like, y'all like, let's, let's look out for each other. You know, um, we don't want to be picked off one by one. And so I felt like we had, had, there was some sense of like, of that, I don't want to say sisterhood, but that just like, you know, that vibe going forward, I was hoping that they were being you know, genuine about that. But then I also had a conversation with Ellie about her sister and my sister. They had yeah. very similar um, stories. Like we both lost our sister. So um, overdose and they were like the same age. They were both like a couple years older than us. And it was just like, it was so similar that I, I felt a connection with her instantly because of that. And we had planned to like sit down and really talk about our experiences. Um, but we didn't get that chance. Right. Because Ellie ended up going home that boat. But that was part of the reason why I think I wanted to believe her because I felt that like deep connection with her and that that grief and that loss. Like I hadn't really met anybody who had had such a similar experience with their older sister. And so I felt like I didn't want to vote Ellie out because of that. And I also felt like maybe we could work together um, since we shared such a such a 
you know, such an intense, like kind of, uh, story. And so I, so that's why I didn't like, I didn't want to believe that she was playing me. Right. Like I didn't want to, obviously I knew she was playing hard and she was very social and I could see that she was a player and I felt her threat level. But for that first vote, I didn't want to see another woman go home. And I also, I liked Ellie. I liked Owen and Sammy and Cody just seems like the kind of odd man out because there was two Coco and three Baca. And I didn't know, I just hadn't felt a real connection with him yet. So it just seemed it like, seem like she wanted James and you were the backup. Yeah. But still it was like, but yeah. still she threw my name out there. And so as soon as I found out she was throwing my name out there, I was like, okay, you know, and Gabler was really pushing for her. So I was like, all right, well then done. Like, I'm sorry. But like, I, as much as I, as I, I like felt connected to her and I, and I wanted a woman to stay, I wanted to stay more. And so I had to put that to the side, but that was kind of why I wanted to trust her and why I didn't want to believe that she was playing me. Um, but then once I heard that she was, I was like, okay, well, you know, I did what I could. All right. So obviously we, we all know how that, uh, played out when the seven comes together, how were you feeling about, uh, the, you know, the Coco four and then all of a sudden here comes, uh, you know, it's Co it's Cody and Jesse and Sammy. Were, were you cool with, uh, bringing these three in particular on? Yeah, I think, um, it felt to me sort of like a lifeline because of what had happened between Baca and Bessie in the past and the challenges. It felt like they were, you know, they were working together. They worked together to, to send us to tribal. They, and I felt like there might've been that little bit of, um, rapport between them already and so and i knew they were gonna target us because coco had seen like such a strong tribe at the beginning and that kind of stuck with us into the merge so whenever they were like wanting to vote out you know one of their own i was like this is seems almost too good to be true but i felt a I felt a connection with jesse for sure like from the first day we had had a long conversation about like we went to finals together. We sat right next to each other to do this one test. And um, he was just really cool and like interesting. And he made me laugh a bunch. And we talked about like joked about Applebee's and stuff. So I liked him and I like, wanted to like wanting him. it for a reward. We both like I ironically wanted Applebee's. Like we both ironically thought Applebee's is like the funniest thing ever. And I don't know why, mm-hmm. like me and my friend have a joke about that. Um, and so he started joking about it. It was just, it was good. But um, so I liked, and so it felt like a lifeline and then I liked, I liked Jesse and I didn't trust Dwight that much at that point. So when they were willing to vote out one of their own, I was like, okay, like, yeah. and Carla felt really close to Jesse. So it seems like it would work out. Obviously you have no idea if it's, if it's really going to pan out or not. But after that first vote we, and we voted Dwight out, I felt like we had built a little bit of trust and then we kind of kept voting together. And so it was, it really was, um, because we could have been, been picked off, like as you know, the Coco Four. So it was it was nice to have that lifeline and for things to kind of shake up at the merge. Sure. So the next vote ends up being the Janine vote. I'd love to dig in a little bit more on your feelings about uh, the Janine vote. This is like the you know the first time we really see you in the season, like wanting to put your foot down and go in a different direction. You ultimately are uh, one of the votes uh, to vote out Ryan. Uh, even though uh, then afterwards, everybody thinks it was Owen who does it. So could you talk a little bit about uh, your your feelings during this round? Yeah. So with this vote, I was um, I didn't want to vote another woman out. Like I had said, there were more reasons why I voted Ryan than just that. But um, I just that was like that was one of the reasons. And then I had heard I feel like I had heard maybe Ryan throw my name out or something or I don't know. Like I just started to feel less trust with Ryan again. And he was also a threat at challenges, right? So that was another reason why I was like, you know, and I felt like we had kind of solidified with uh, with Jesse and Cody, hopefully. And um, I feel like maybe even taking out one of our own would build even more trust with them. Um, but when I voted for Ryan, like, you know, everyone was voting Janine. I knew that. I could have just hopped on the, the bandwagon and voted Janine. But I had, I was thinking about it and I'm like, there's really, there's multiple reasons why I should vote Ryan. And, um, so I'll just, I'll go through it. So the first reason was I didn't want to vote a woman out, right? I didn't want to write Janine's name down. And I told her that I wouldn't write her name down. And so I was thinking, you know, if I don't write her name down and she, you know, she, I knew she was going to most likely end up on the jury. Maybe I can, that will be one of the pitches to her at the end, why she should vote for me. Right. So it was kind of jury management in a way. It was also, I knew that Ryan, um, I knew that, uh, 
uh, everybody was voting for Janine. So if she played a shot in the dark, which she was considering, she like asked me, should I play it? Like, um, I knew that all of the votes would be for her and then her vote wouldn't count, right? She wouldn't have a vote. And then mm-hmm. we'd have this mad scramble and everybody would, you know, and I could be on the chopping block. I could be voted out. So I was like, if she plays a shot in the dark successfully, and I, you know, I'll be the one who controls who goes home. So that was another reason why I wrote Ryan's name down. And the third reason was I knew that nobody would know it was me. Nobody would be able to prove it. Nobody like you just, I, I, I could deny it. I just, there was no way anybody would trace it back to me. So for me, like it only made sense to vote Ryan and it didn't make sense to vote Janine yeah. because of all of those reasons. So that was my, where my head was at going into that vote. Um, and I, I don't regret it at all. It was, I think, I still think it was a good move, um, especially if things had sh- shaked out differently. So the one thing that I think I never really uh, understood was, so Owen ends up taking the blame for it. Uh, did were, Was this a happy accident that people were mad at Owen, or Owen for doing it? Because you ultimately end up being close allies with Owen. Or did you and Owen ever have a conversation of like, hey, you like let people keep thinking it's you. And then uh, that was something that like brought you two together. No, I never told anybody that I did that. I didn't tell anybody in my alliance. I didn't tell anybody that I did that because I didn't want it to be traced back to me and um, to upset Ryan in any way. Um, or for, I, I just was like, I'm keeping this to myself till the end. And with Owen, it literally was, I don't know why he did. I still don't really know why he did that. Um, Cause it just made it look worse that he didn't know what was happening again. Um, but we had kind of put it on him anyways. And I don't know if he had thought like people thought it was him. And so he just kind of went with it. But, um, in my mind, I was just like, I'm just going to pretend like it was somebody on the bottom. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I really wasn't sure why he had, why he did that, but it ended up working out in my favor. Right. Cause it was even less cause Ryan thought it might've been me. Right. Um, I think he had a confessional about that. And so Owen taking credit, it was like, Oh, great. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that was just a happy accident, I think. Okay, so the next vote ends up being uh, the split vote where it's, you know, you, Gabler, Ryan, Jesse and Cody. And this comes up in the final tribal council about that. They talk about how like uh, they really wanted to just go. But based off of who was the first person voted out at the other tribal council. But do you feel like that there were things that you did during that round that uh, that really did help sow the seeds of Ryan being the person that they would want to get rid of? I mean, I did as much as I could that day to convince them why Ryan was a better person to go over me because I knew that it was probably going to be between me and Ryan. Um, I had spent a lot of time cultivating a relationship with Gabler at this point because I figured that I would be able to uh, use him down the line, uh, work with him down the line. And so and Gabler tells me to this day, I don't know if this is true or not, but he tells me he was never going to vote my name. So I don't really know for sure if he was on board with that plan or not. Um, because I've tried, I'm like, it's okay. Like, I'm not mad. You can definitely, but he's, he still, you know, claims that he was never going to write my name down. So, um, I but mean, there's I no had, point in lying after the game. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know what to believe, but, um, but I, I had spent a lot of time getting close with Gabler. I kind of wanted to be almost one of his daughters, right. And kind of be that figure for him. And so I felt like I had had really good relationships. I'd started, you know, bonding with Cody more. I definitely had a lot of good conversations with Jesse and I felt like my social relationships with them and we strategized a lot together. I felt like hopefully that would save me, but I know that they could have potentially seen me as a threat too, because of that. So I knew that I was, um, on, on the chopping block, but Ryan had also that day, he had like bothered a lot of people because of the peanut butter and jelly reward we got. He was like, we had all made one sandwich and he made like two at the beginning and then we all made one. And then with each, we hadn't even all made our second or it was like second, it was like a little half sandwich, but we hadn't even made our second before. He was like taking the peanut butter and jelly and scooping it on for each bite and then taking a bite on top of his already made sandwich, scooping for each bite. And we're all just like, <laughs> so like, I feel like that kind of, cause you're, so, everybody's so hungry and you know, we're all just like, right. so I think, uh, I kind of played off of that a little bit and was like, Oh my God, like what is Ryan doing? I tried to like throw him under the bus a little bit more with that. And he was kind of, I think, yeah, I think he was getting on people's nerves a little bit. And so I tried to play off that as well. Um, I did everything I could and I had no reason to believe that it wasn't because they were, I, they wanted to work with me at that point And because of my social relationships with them that I was saved um, obviously I didn't know the plan they had until they told me at the end, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. 
Okay, uh, so Ryan ends up going out, and then uh, you and Carla, now there, there's no James. Could you just talk about how not having James uh, changed the relationship with Carla, whether it was uh, a strain or what brought you two closer together? Hmm, I think, gosh, I still remember being so sad when I saw James. I didn't realize that him being on the jury was what actually saved me, but... Um, I think it was, it was a bummer, but at the same time I was getting nervous cause he was starting to rub people the wrong way a little bit with just like, um, kind of taking charge of the Coco Alliance. And I was allowing him and Carla to do that while I was also, you know, forming my own relationships and bonds with people, um, on the side. But like, I think it took a little heat off of me when he got voted out. So I was at the end of the day, okay with it. And me and Carla were already pretty close at this point. We had worked together the whole time. We had had each other's backs um, throughout, you know, all of it throughout the merge. So I still felt I was close to Carla at that point. So it wasn't a total loss um, because she was still there and we were pretty close. Um, and then for me, I felt like, hey, maybe they'll like chill out about like trying to target Coco. Um, and so that was kind of where my head was at. I felt like at, I didn't feel like I wanted to go to the end with either of them really at that point because I just... I wanted to have a completely like unique game based off of who I was sitting next to. And mm -hmm. we had done everything together up to that point. So it was a bummer, but at the same time, I felt like it kind of took some heat off of, of me and then the Coco, you know, the, the, the Hydra as they called it. Mm -hmm. So it was bittersweet, I guess. So it, when Noel ends up uh, going on the reward, uh, we see Noel talking with a lot of people about uh, that she wants the people that she's with to go after you and Carla. You know, at the same time, you know, you and Carla are talking about, you know, Noel is a threat. Um, was, was there anything about uh, this round and targeting Noel that you want to highlight in terms of uh, things that you did in the game? Oh, yeah, definitely. So this was kind of a big vote, I think, for me, because I had Noel was one of the people that wrote my name down at the one of the merge votes. And mm -hmm. so, like I said, like or whenever anybody you know came after me, I heard they brought my name up or they wrote my name down or anything like that. I always I put them in a, in a list in my head. And the Cassidy um, curse. Cassidy curse. The and whenever curse. I, whenever I had the chance to go after them or target them, like I, I did my best to push those people. Um, because I knew that like, if they came after me once, they were most likely going to come after me again. And it was just not a safe, um, it wasn't safe to have them in the game for me. And so with this, with Noelle winning this reward, right, it kind of put her on this pedestal and um, brought her into people's eyes as more of a threat. And so that afternoon when she took Jesse and, and Owen and, um, I think it was Owen and Sammy on that reward. I spent the whole afternoon like bonding with Cody. Talk I mean, we had already bonded, but like talking with him, convincing him why we had to get Noel out because he had felt this like, um, he, and he told me this, he had felt this like, he really, he wanted to work with Noel. He wanted them to be able to get on the same page eventually. He didn't want to vote her out. He had this like bond with her for some reason, even though she kept doing things that were like opposite to what he wanted. And um, he still wanted to keep giving her chances to come back around. And I told him, I was like, like you, I basically, I, I essentially convinced him that he, we needed to get Noel out and that it was never going to work out. Like that, that alliance was never going to work out. And if it did, and you went to the end with her, like she's going to beat you, you know? And I kind of just put her as a huge threat in his mind. And I convinced him. And he even told me this, um, at final tribal, um, and that day that I convinced him to turn on Noel. And, um, and after, you know, th there's that whole moment at final tribal where, I say that my social relationship saved me with, uh, from the Ryan vote. And obviously like I'm, uh, you know, I'm, final tribal is so stressful and you're exhausted and you're like, just trying to think of like the first thing that comes to your mind. Right. So I, I said that and they're like, no, actually, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, so then I brought up the fact that I convinced Cody to, um, vote Noel out of the game and he even admitted, yeah, that you did do that. Um, so I got credit for that. And that was something I'd said right after, which wasn't aired, but, um, that was like a huge, I feel like turning point in my game because I, I had to get Noel out. Um, I knew that like, if I didn't, she was going to eventually come after me and get me out. And I just felt, it just felt like me or her at that point. And then they wouldn't have that person, um, from their original tribe to like turn to towards the end, you know? And so for me, that was one of the, one of the crucial votes was getting Noel out, um, that turn. And then that left Owen without an alliance. And at that point I was really wanting to, uh, go to the end with Gabler and Owen. That was what was in my mind for like the last 
I want to say like eight to 10 days of the game. I was like, Oh, and I have to exam with Owen and Gabriel. This is my chance of winning. That's the only chance I have winning. And so, um, that left Owen without an alliance, that close alliance member. And so I wanted to be that person now for Owen and bridge that gap. I had never really lied to Owen too much. I tried to like talk as little strategy with him as possible. Um, because I didn't want to lie to him and burn a bridge because I liked him. And I thought, you know, after he kind of was on the wrong side of multiple votes, I was like, maybe I can work with him eventually to turn on my original alliance because they started emerging as bigger and bigger threats. And while I was able to sort of hide a little bit behind them, I also knew I couldn't go to the end with them and I had to have a backup plan. So I had started putting that into motion as much as I could throughout these um, votes. Sammy ends up being the next person uh, to be voted out. Uh, he ends up being on the wrong side of this vote. Uh, he ends up having a conversation with Carla. He throws your name out there. Uh, just for the record, did you, did you ever say, suggest to Sammy about voting out Carla? Yeah. So this is the thing that happened with the whole Carla Sammy thing. So I knew Carla had an idol from before Janine went home. She had told me about the beads right after Dwight, idol or she went her idol went home and uh, you know allegedly in uh, Dwight's pants I talked to her about the idol I was like so what was the deal now that now that she didn't have the idol I don't think she felt I felt comfortable to talk to her about it she told me it was the beads thing and I was like oh I specifically remember Carla asking me for beads and she like made she gave me her earring and I didn't really want her earring because I was like I, like I don't know what I'm gonna do with this and also like it's your earring. Like they're, they're a pair. It's fine. Like, you can just have a bead. I didn't, didn't see it as like suspicious at the time. And so I, but she like, was like, no, please take it. Like, please, I want you to have a piece of me. And now I see it as like, she's like trying to almost like, uh, extend gratitude for me giving her the idol at the time. Obviously I didn't know that, but I remember that mm -hmm. moment and I was like, that's why she gave me it for straight earring on me. So I knew she had the idol. I just didn't want, I didn't want to, I wanted to use that information, um, as, smart or as you know strategically as possible at the right moment and i didn't want to tell her that i knew obviously because i i just had an instinct that she was going to target me if she knew i had it uh, or if i knew if she knew that i knew she had it and then yeah. um i didn't i was just waiting for the right moment to use the information um to get carla out because i eventually started seeing her as like my biggest threat in the game because we had played such similar games but she was just really good at um she was just very persuasive and, and good at talking sure. with people and good at talking at tribal. So I knew at final tribal council, that wasn't my like strongest um, asset was like public speaking, but I felt like she was really good at it. And that made me nervous to like sit at the end with her. So I kept this information to myself and I tried to plant seeds with certain people that I felt could help me get her out when the time was right. So people like Sammy, um, I was, you know, talking with, and I was like, cause he, and another thing that a reason that I kind of, put a target on Carla was because people were looking at me, James and Carla as like the, you know, and then the whole Coco four is like threatening. And Car Sammy like came up to me one time and asked, are you close with, uh, are like, how are you super close with Carla and James? And I was like, honestly, I'm not that close with them. Like, I don't want to sit at the end with them. I, I, you know, like I see them emerging as threats. And so I was trying to like keep the target off my back in that way as well by saying that, um, I wasn't that close and I didn't want to go to the end with them. Right. So that Sandy might see that as an opening and, um, and not group us all together as a solid alliance. And so I had planted those seeds with Sammy and we had talked about it. And even with the Noel vote, he was trying to vote Carla and he told me that. And I was like, we can't, um, we can't vote out Carla yet. Like we need, it has to be the right time. This is not the right vote for this. We have to get Noelle out because if we don't, she's going to gather numbers again and it's going to, it's going to flip on us. We have to make sure we're in the majority before we blindside Carla. And, um, and then he didn't listen to me. Right. And then it ends up kind of blowing up in his face. And so then that's when he used that information to throw me under the bus uh, with Carla. And of course, like I denied it, mm -hmm. but, um, I like, it was just, she was because, and she has, because she had an idol as well. It was like, like, obviously yeah. we, I, that would have been a huge move for me to blindside her. Right. Um, so it didn't end up working out in the way that I wanted it to, but that was kind of, so it was true what Sammy had said. Right. Oh. Um, that's interesting because the show makes it like it's like a lie that he made up out of nowhere. Um, something else I noticed when I went back and was watching this, you know, Carla says that, oh, you know, I accidentally I told Cassidy that I had the idol. Now I have to vote her out. And we see a yeah. flashback eventually to that conversation. 
But that conversation actually starts with you say to Carla, hey, Carla, just if, if you did have the idol, like I, I wouldn't be mad at you. Yeah. Did you ask that question is sort of like, a, was that entrapment? So I'm trying to think back to that, that exact conversation when that was, um, I think I was trying to decide whether, cause she was like getting really nervous about that vote. Cause that was a vote that they were targeting her, like Sammy and, and Noel and all them. And mm-hmm. I think I was like, she was like hinting to me. Um, I can't remember exactly why I brought it up. Cause I was trying to keep that card as close to my chest as I could. But, um, I think she was like, wanting to tell me something. And I, and I just had been like, so like, what is it? What is it like do you have the idol? Cause I think she wanted, what she wanted me to do at that time was to hold it for her yeah. because she was nervous about the knowledge's power. And so she was kind of, I can't remember exactly how that conversation went, but, um, she eventually asked me to hold it for her. And I was like, is, I can't, I honestly, I can't, speak to that specifically because I don't remember exactly how the conversation went. Yeah, that sounds but, right based off of uh, when I talked to Carla. Yeah, but I knew about it the whole time and I had talked about it in many confessionals about like, what am I going to do with this information? Like, I, you know, I'm just trying to figure out the best way to use it. Um, but but then she ended up telling me about it and, and I didn't have time to do anything like uh, with, like she gave me her idol, right? I could have, if I had time, I could have pulled off some type of move. Maybe I could have voted for her and, you know, like gotten a few other people to pull the you know, Jesse and kept the idol, but it was like too risky at the time because it was like literally five. She smart, you know, smartly gave it to me right before mm-hmm. tribal. So I couldn't yeah. do anything with the information. I'm just sitting it with my, it, within my sock and I'm like, Oh, like I wish that I had time to do something about this. Okay. Um, anything from the Cody vote that you want to highlight? Um, Cody vote. Yes. Okay. So, um, that, so I think leading up to that vote, me and Jesse had started getting closer. We started talking about, um, how we didn't really want to go to the end with our Alliance members and how we felt like we needed to vote them out to make ourselves and our game stand out. So we had already been talking and strategizing ways in which we could potentially, get out Carla and, and Cody and sort of go to the end together. Cause at the time he hadn't really done anything obvious that, um, made him a huge threat in my mind. And everyone, you know, watching the show back is like, why didn't you vote it? Why didn't you guys target them? Like they really weren't the whole, like all the votes that we had done, we had done together. We had strategized and, and come up with a lot of the plans together. So it wasn't anything so obvious that they had done, right? Um, looking back, you see these little conversations and scenes that they had, but that wasn't common knowledge. So um, so we had planned, and also I was kicking myself because I was like, how did we let two people with idols get to the final six? Like, what the hell? Like, what are we, we're screwed. Like, what are we going to do, right? And I remember at the Cody vote, I like, luckily I won the immunity necklace, right? Because I was on the, the chalk mark again. win, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Woo. Um, and I got them right as I needed them to, which was really cool. But, um, I, I remember we get back to camp and I was like wanting to, I was wanting to get Cody out because he had just done the choose your champion thing. It was like the biggest thing that had happened at tribal for the jury to see yet. And so he had emerged as like the, the next person ready to go. And I had heard he had said my name too at some point. And so like, this is a great time to get Cody out, but we knew he had an idol um, but I was like, I just felt like he was bluffing and I, and I, he, he came up to me, he was just laying it on so thick about how he was playing his idol, like no matter what he's playing his idol. So like, you know, like who are we going to, I'm, I'm not going home. So, and he just laid it on so thick to the point where I was like, he's bluffing. Like, I don't, I, I just don't think he's going to play his idol. So I told everybody, I was like, I'm still voting Cody. Obviously like I was safe. So it was less of a risk for me, but I was like, he's, I'm, I'm still voting Cody. And then I find out that, you know, Jesse comes and tells me that he has Cody's idol. And I was like, Oh my God, like we, what, what can we do with this? And he's like, you know, I think I want to play his idol for Owen or for someone else. And then, um, maybe that'll spook Carla into, and so we're like, Oh my, this is a genius plan. Cause then we can, if this goes well, like there's so many things in this plan that can go wrong, but if everything goes exactly right, we'll have flushed both idol and gotten a big threat out of the game. It was like a beautiful move. And I remember, um, you know, just talking about it and we were really excited about it. We were so nervous. We had to like tiptoe and, and 
speak so carefully to Carla and to Cody to like not give anything away and to make them think that we were going to vote Gabler or something because we're like, I was like, I know you're playing her idol. So I'm not like, like, what, which, and I'm not going to vote you anyways. We're in an alliance. Like what should we do? Right. So I had to like put on my best acting pants and just make sure that Carla and Cody didn't get, you know, suspicious of anything, especially Cody. Cause right. He would ask for it. And he did ask for the idol back. And I remember that being a whole thing, but he got it back, uh, you know, towards the end of tribal and, so that, I mean, that was like one of the, it was so cool to be part of such a big move. Yeah. Um, An all time. So, huh? An all time move. Yeah. Like, I mean, and then, you know, kudos to Jesse, like for putting himself in a, a situation where he had that kind of power to like pull that off, but it was just, it was really cool to, and it solved most of our issues, right. Going into the, the finals because yeah, we got both idols out and, and still got one of the people with idols out. So it was I remember that being just like one of the coolest experiences. Um, but I did feel, I felt bad as well, but like he'd come after me and he'd said my name multiple times. So don't do it. That. Yep. That's what happens. <laughs> um, Cassidy. So we got to talk the day uh, after the season finished airing about a lot of the stuff that happened in the finale. And so I'm just uh, looking at how much time we have left. And so is there anything else that's from the episodes because I want to get your reaction to you know uh, what the last couple of weeks and all the discourse around the uh, like reaction to the season. But is there anything else that you feel like that's very important that you uh, say about the events from uh, the like uh, actual game in the finale? Um, I don't know. And, I think and the uh, and the obvious answer is yes. Probably about four hours worth of stuff. Yes, that's why I'm like I'm trying to pick and and choose you know pick. If there's anything specific, I mean, I don't know. I think it was just, it was tough because I did everything that I thought I was supposed to do. Right. And, um, and it, it was, it was just unfortunate that with what happened with Carla, because I feel like that, um, might have had a, a snowball effect to me not winning the game, but I didn't know what else to do in that situation, especially because I was, I was slightly offended the way that she was coming after me. And, um, we worked the whole game together. Now it's like, it was as if I was the only person who was going to vote her out. Like if it was, it was as if I w deserved all the blame. Right. And so it was just like, I, I still wonder if there's anything I could have done differently in that moment to change the events. But like, I just, I did everything that I thought I needed to do. Um, I wanted to get, go to the end with Gabler and Owen for a long time. And so, and you know, I was able to get to the end with them. And I, I, you know, I made every move correctly that I thought I needed to make. So, um, it's cool that like the plans that I wanted to happen and like the things that I had put into motion, like, you know, a little bit post merge, like actually came to fruition. Um, and that I was able to like win through immunities and all. I was really proud of the game that I had played. Um, and I knew that like I hadn't played the best game of the season by any means. And I don't take credit for that at all, but I felt like I had, um, set myself up for the best chance that I could have had for, you know, you know, based off the game that I played and the people I was sitting next to. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, I really don't have any big regrets, I think in the game, I think, um, or anything specifically to speak to at this moment. I'm just, okay. well, I know we're Guess probably, we're, time, I know we're, 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 well, we still have some time, left, right but okay. that, I want to just ask you about like your reaction to, you know, um, how, you, I mean, it must be so surreal to have so many people, uh, you know, come to your defense in terms of uh, people being very upset uh, that you didn't win. I mean, what's what's that been like for you to be at the center of where, you know, it's people are were very upset that you didn't win? Yeah, it was. I mean, it's it's, it's mixed emotions, right, because it's it's hard. You know, I felt like I had played a winning game and that doesn't take away from the fact that Gabler played a winning game or Owen, you know, it, in any world with any type of jury, like the outcome might've been different. But, um, I think I had like gaslit myself based off of what the jury had said to me, um, at the end and how they had like kind of treated me in final tribal. Um, I felt like I was led to believe and I, I convinced myself that like, maybe I didn't play a good game. Maybe I didn't deserve to win. And so at, you know, whenever the final, you know, we got to watch it on TV and I had so many people like supporting me and like hundreds of messages, robbed, robbed, robbed over and over. And it was, it was hard to see that because it was validating in a way. Cause I did feel like I had played um, a game that could have won, 
And so it was nice that people saw that, even though a lot of my game wasn't shown, like my strategic and my social game wasn't really shown. And I, and I, it makes sense, I guess, because I didn't win. Like if I had won, I think that all of those moments that I am wondering why they didn't show would have been shown. It would have made sense to show all these moments only for me to lose. Right. Um, but so for people to see that I, they felt like I played a winning game, even without seeing those, those things that I felt like were important to my story. Um, it was, it was validating in a way, but it also kind of made it harder. It made it confusing. Like I just didn't know what to think. And, um, and you know, I only have my own perspective to go off of, right. I can't, and, and fans see so little of everything that happened. So it's hard to just, it's hard to, I don't know. It's, it's complicated, but like I've, I've kind of come to a peace place of peace with everything that went down. Um, I'm gr so grateful for the support that I've gotten. Like it's been, it's not a million dollars, but it's, it, it's, it, it's still like, I feel like I could have had any type of survivor experience. And I feel like I'm just really grateful that I got to have such a good experience with the game and that I got to like kind of see it through all the way to the end. And that I feel like I am proud of the game that I played and people, you know, supporting me and, and, and being inspired by me. And I've had so many like little girls reach out to me and say that they're inspired by the game I played and they want to play one day and not just like little girls, but like, you know, guys and like, and, and, you know, just any, all, all ages and, and genders and things have reached out to me saying that I inspired them. And that's such, that was one of the things that I really wanted going in that I was hoping for that I knew was like maybe a long shot to play a game that would inspire other people. But to get that kind of feedback really, meant so much to me and it kind of helped dull the ache a little bit of of getting to the end and losing because that's it's just a really tough spot to be in no matter what um especially i think feeling like i could have won right if i had gone to the end with like jesse i would have i would have known like i'm unbuttoned you know there probably wouldn't have been much hope going in so i would have expected the outcome but i think I, I i there was a shot like there was a shot that i could have won and so it 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 was, it was hard, you know, and it was, I felt like I was getting mixed answers from the jury about what had happened. So just confusing, I guess, more than anything, Yeah. but it, it is what it is, you know, and I'm, um, I don't want to take anything away from Gabler. Like he played an amazing social game and, um, I, I know that that, like how you make people feel and all that, that matters a lot to people, even if it's, especially because people are in such an emotional state when they're on the jury and like, they've just gotten voted out of the game. Like, I don't know what that actually feels like, but I know what it feels like to not win. Right. I so there's, I still get that feeling of like, Oh, like, you know, I'm thinking of all the things I could have done differently. Yeah. And okay. so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's a lot, but it was, I'm grateful to get the, the love and the support that I did and that I got to play a game that I'm proud of and um, that I can look back on and with, yeah, with just, I don't know. I like, I was happy to like not go out first to get to the merge, like things like that, but to win three immunities, to get to the end, to almost win. Like that's just, that's almost better than anything I could have asked for besides like winning. Right. Yeah. So real quick, uh, that you would go back again, correct? You would return to Fiji. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I have to have my redemption. So <laughs> the we'll story see. is right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cassidy, what, what's next for you after Survivor? Um, so I am finishing up school. I am starting a small business, which I'm really excited about. I have a lot of things in the works right now. Um, so I, I don't have an official like Instagram page for it yet. Um, because mm -hmm. I like rebranded it. I have a new brand name, but um I'm working on that. I'm working on setting up a website so people can if you follow me on Instagram, which is at Khaleesi, C-A-H-L-E-E-S-I um, on Instagram, I'll be posting and updating stuff about it on there for now. And then um, also on Twitter, which is the same name, but with a three at the end. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now. Um, trying to just get back to normal life, um, go back to the gym, get in shape again. Because um, yeah. I've been kind Relatable. of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> been putting uh, that on the back burner, but yeah. Well, Cassidy, we didn't have a ton of time here today, but you made the most of it. Thank you so much for coming and uh, talking with us about your experience. Hope that we can do it again soon. Uh, all the best. Thanks for, yeah, thanks everybody so much for listening. Take care. Have a good one. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.